Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Brain Talks. Um, we started off this session um, with actually, I think it was just me and you. Um, it was. For the first episode. So once again, we're actually wrapping up the session. I have a very special guest here. If you want to say hello. Hi, everyone. I'm Alada. I'm so happy to be back here with Yasmin. Malad is here, guys. So that's really exciting. I'm excited. Um, we have a really cool topic today. It's um self-control. I almost said self-purpose. Self-control. Um, we're gonna be touching on a couple of topics. The main idea I had um when I had jot this idea down is what was I gonna say? I'm already losing a thought. Oh, I had just watched a TED talk about it actually, and like I have had a couple of psychology classes, and the topic just—I don't know if this is just me, but when you watch something, all of a sudden, just everything reminds you of it. So there were a couple of things said in my class, my psychology class, that I just thought related, and I thought it would make a really good episode. So. I don't know if I started off or Mulatto wants to start off. As you can tell, we don't really practice beforehand. We just kind of roll the dice with these episodes. Yeah, we're pretty much, um, yeah, this is unfiltered. We just say what comes to mind because it's more authentic that way. Uh, so for self-control, this is kind of the topic that we were thinking about. I think both Yasmin and I were pretty excited to do this. Um, I don't know about you, Yasmin, but I kind of wanted to talk about uh, different societal stigmas about self-control because I think as teenagers we hear that self-control is a good thing and we want to have self-control but personally I think too much self-control isn't a good thing either because there that's where we get this unrelenting need for academic validation um, for girls specifically this need to be perfect that's a part of self-control I think too much self-control is a negative thing so I don't know what do you think about that I agree. My problem with with self-control is I think it's misunderstood. I think people um, try to self-control. They believe it's self-control by pushing away your own temptations. That's kind of how everybody looks at self-control. And that's true. That's how you should. That's how it's defined um, nowadays. That's how it's literally defined. But with me, I think for me, we have to draw the line with avoiding your temptations and then going well, avoidance versus willingness. And my thing is personally, for example, um, with our phones, I think our phones are like, I think top, top like example I could come up with, with temptations. Um, nowadays, yeah. Nowadays it's, it's, technology and once you might try to avoid it and you try to push it away that makes you want something more at least it's it's for me once I tell myself I want to like ignore something maybe put my mind on something else it makes me want to go back to the first thing so much for example we have different things that can block us from being on our phones too much we have something called screen time which is something that can literally block our ad like our apps for a certain amount of time um but also, if you put that for yourself, you have the sense of self-awareness. And once you 
um like for me for example i set uh a screen time on tiktok for 25 minutes and on these episodes i'm like dead honest but i set a 25 minute um screen time for my tiktok because it had been getting out of hand and literally every single time the app would shut off i would say add one minute add five minutes like i kept basically like i kept ignoring the screen time notification it gave me and i knew i was passing it but i didn't really care and I think the idea that um, once you have this sort of self-awareness, it's a good thing because you know what you're doing is wrong um, and you're aware of it, but you just don't know how to approach the scenario. So for me, when I think about self-control, I don't think about avoiding it. I don't think about avoiding the temptation. Rather, it's kind of like giving into it and realizing even more like, like you dis you distinguish yourself and your thoughts as two different entities. And that helps you realize like the effect of what's happening and grasp like the entire thing that's going on. I don't know if any of that made sense. I just went on a rant. No, it made perfect sense. Um, I, I definitely get what you're saying. Um, just to like modify my original statement, I don't think self-control is always a bad thing. Like you said, it is important. As humans, we can't go around do doing we want all the time because society would just fall apart uh it's not how the world works we all need to have some semblance some modicum of self-control for example when we're in school we're not allowed to curse and that's probably a good rule because we're in a formal setting um same thing with jobs or job interviews you wouldn't curse in a job interview or you wouldn't curse in a professional environment even if that's something even if that's language that you use in your daily speech, because you have self-control. You realize that you need to restrict some of the urges and desires that you have based on the situation that you're in. So obviously being overly restrictive with yourself is harmful, but at the same time, we need to understand that everyone has to perform some small amount of self-control on a day-to-day -day basis. Because if we didn't, we would literally be fine with committing any kind of crime. We could steal if we didn't have self-control. We could lie. We could cheat. We could do whatever. So obviously some self-control is important, definitely. So it's good that you brought that up. And like you were saying, I think the biggest thing probably for our generation in terms of self-control is technology. I totally get where you're coming from. I am so bad about my screen time. I don't even have like those reminders up because I know I wouldn't listen to them anyway. Um, so that is an area of my life where I wish I had more self-control. So what do you think teenagers could do to exercise more self-control in relation to technology or other things? This this came up in my class when... So recently, I have found, for me, um, I turned off my notifications. Like for Snapchat, for messages, for TikTok, I turned them off. And... The reason why I did this is I was sitting in my psychology class. He, my psychology teacher, he goes, what is so interesting about phones? Like, why do you feel the need to open it every two seconds? Like, why do you feel the need to give into that temptation? And one of my classmates, she raised her hand. She goes, it's because something new is always on your phone. When you're scrolling through TikTok, there's always a new post. When you scroll on Twitter, there's always a new post. You're always updated. And that's what technology is about. It's about, like, global spread of information it's just how technology works and it kind of just made me realize that oh when I tend to gravitate to my phone usually I might be maybe bored with what's going on in like 
uh, what, with whatever I'm doing, or I would see a notification pop up on my phone. So I found that my screen time actually dropped significantly when I did turn off my notifications because at some point I would like realize, um, like when I had first turned off my notifications, I forgot I turned them off and I would think nobody's texting me. So I wouldn't pick up my phone because I did not feel the need to. And that that's that's something I feel like people should try because again like the whole reason we do pick up our phone is to have this I think I think people I think majority of people who do who do have some sort of addiction to their phone have a sense of anxiety because they feel the need to know what's going on at all times using their cell phones and realizing that and trying to like fix it and like reminding yourself you really don't need to know everything every single thing that's going on you know it's it's not really that important what's going on in california with tiktokers and what's the tiktok drama over there it's not necessary to your living it's not part of your plan it's not part of figuring out what your end goal is you know what i mean so once you realize what path you're on and the goal you're working for and what you need to do to achieve that goal like do i really need to sit um, on TikTok for three hours every single day in order to pass my test tomorrow. No, that's literally the complete opposite of what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, and that's my biggest thing, probably like the notifications. And then um, I thank God every day I don't have Instagram and I never found like interest in it because when Instagram first came out, I felt like everybody was so addicted to it. Like Instagram was the TikTok of like a couple years ago, not even a couple years ago, maybe like seven years when it first came out I don't know when it first came out but yeah it, like around like 2016 something like that something like that but people were addicted to it like crazy and I never downloaded it and I'm so happy because I feel like that would have fed into my addiction even more and that's not a good thing so maybe like deleting apps I think bro if you can delete like TikTok off your phone you are a different type of strong like you like you are on another level of you're trying to change you know what I mean that could hopefully that's me soon but at the moment um I'm working on it I'm working on it (laughs) I I get that and I think so many people our age ultimately ultimately also understand that and I think it's two things so like you mentioned it is this like constant need to stay updated um we know that you know, information is available to us at our fingertips. So we feel like we're missing out if we're not constantly checking it. I know for me, I check my email like 14 times a day minimum because I want to be sure that I'm not missing anything. Uh, But I think the other thing is that our phones are kind of like a form of escape. And even like on a simpler level, they're just something that makes us feel good. And that's really the root of why we let go of self-control. Um, we usually let go of our inhibitions and don't practice self-control when we want to give in to our desires and just do the things that we like to do. That is my crazy dog barking. So sorry about that. Um, clearly she has no self-control, but anyways, (laughs) self-control is all about being able to deny yourself something that makes you happy. And I think for a lot of teenagers, their source of happiness is their phone because when they're having problems at school, problems with family, um, really any type of problems at all, the phone is a form of escape. And the phone is kind of like this thing that's never going to give up on you. You always have it. So the reason why we don't practice self-control with our phones is 
because really we don't want to. It makes us happy. And that's just a lot of, that applies to a lot of things. Um, why would you restrict yourself of things that bring you joy? But we just have to realize that the things that bring us joy are not necessarily always good for us. Right. Very true. You know, that's such a good transition. Um, when I was watching the TED Talk, the main example um, the guy was talking about was actually smoking. And just like you said, some things aren't good for us. Smoking is not good for us. And you would think once people figured out like maybe how um, affected or how bad cigarettes are for you, um, how bad hookah, how bad hookah is for you, how bad tobacco is for you, you would think they would try to stop. But some people sadly do have the addiction to it. And that is, like we said, there are some type where self-control is needed for your for your own health not even like for anything else it's for your own health and what the guy was saying the guy in the TED talk was saying about how he had a client and she came to him and she was saying I want to stop smoking but I don't know how to and she had tried so many things before and she was afraid she felt like this wasn't this was going to be one of those trials that wasn't going to work once more but she still had hope that it wanted to because she truly wanted to quit smoking one we see this um, area of self-awareness that, as I mentioned earlier, is so important when it comes to self-control. Self-awareness is probably the first step towards self-control because you're aware of the problem and you're aware you should probably fix it and you're aware it's somewhat wrong. So that's the first step. She was aware of the problem and she, she went and she sought help for it. And she was telling him, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, I want you to journal every single time you have a temptation to smoke. And typically when people smoke, you know how Malata just said two seconds ago, she was saying how people use their phone as, a, as an escape. People use smoking as also an escape. I feel like that's a, this thing with a bunch of temptations. They, I think they just use it for escapes. But she would just say, oh, I um, had a really rough day. I want to have a cigarette. Oh, I just woke up. I want to have a cigarette. That's kind of how her mind worked. And so when the guy told her, hey, um, I want you to journal every time you have a temptation. She goes, I don't have temptations. I just want to smoke. And so he goes, just try it out. And if it doesn't work, we'll figure out something else. She leaves. Um, I think she came back a week later. And she told him, um, now, just because of this assignment he kind of gave her, she can't stop thinking about smoking. And that just kind of confirmed in that situation that she had temptations. And he told her, once you like once she realized she had temptations he told her now he wanted to separate herself like her physical entity and her thoughts so he told her once you say oh i um like for example i was mentioning earlier i had a bad day i want to smoke a cigarette instead of phrasing it that way he told her i want you to start off the statement with i feel this way so for example i feel that i'm having a bad day so i want to smoke a cigarette and then he took it a step further. He goes, I have a feeling. I noticed I had this feeling. So you went from, I had a bad day, I want a cigarette, to I feel like I had a bad day, to I notice I feel this way. Now, what was really interesting to me was that he repeated literally the same thing three times. But once you get to the end, it's also rounding out to this idea of self-awareness. And after she had practiced that, um, she kind of realized what the main reasoning for her smoking was. 
And that was so important because once she realized why she wanted to do it, um, it made her feel a certain way. And it was something about, um, I believe, the shame like she would get from people because she smoked. Um, and the guy sat there and he was like, if you had a friend who felt shame, who who was, who, sorry, if you had a friend who was shamed for smoking, what would you tell her? And he said, whatever you told her in your head, tell it to yourself. And at that moment, she just became so self-aware of the situation and she literally quit smoking because she put herself, one, not only in someone else's shoes, but two, she realized why she was smoking. And mm -hmm. instead of avoiding, I don't know if you guys heard that, instead of avoiding this problem, she literally like let, like how do I write this? Instead of avoiding it, she was willing to solve the problem and willing to figure to figure out why she had these temptations. And I feel like that's important. And that's what led to her having this control. She, he was kind of explaining it like, uh, um, what's that? The rope? Tug of war. Um, it's like a tug of war battle between someone who's struggling with self-control with like this. No, no, no. Someone is just a literal person and then self-control as like a monster. And instead of constantly fighting with this monster of self-control and you're tugging and this monster is going give in to the temptation right now and you're saying no I don't want to give in that's you avoiding the problem and the guy was saying literally if you want a visual of what is happening with your mind and you're fighting this idea of temptation you literally just instead of pulling at the rope you drop it and once you drop it you don't even think about avoiding the problem you give into it mentally and that takes you on like a whole other journey of just like figuring out what the exact problem is, why you're feeling these temptations and how you could solve it by reaching out. I'm going to stop talking and I'm going to let you say your thoughts. Yeah, I think the example of smoking that you were talking about is perfect. Um, we know what smoking does for us. We've all seen the videos in health class of the blackened lungs and um, the cancer statistics, we've seen it, but we don't really care because we want to keep doing what gets those endorphins pumping, what gets that dopamine going. We want to do whatever makes us feel good in the moment. I think that's the thing about self-control. It's about ignoring the future responsibilities and focusing on what we want to do in the present. Um, so for me, I know personally, an area of self-control that I really lack is time management. Um, I feel like maybe a lot of teenagers would agree with me there but um my procrastination is horrific really just awful I literally never learn um what happens is I basically procrastinate things until the last minute but then I feel guilty about procrastinating so I put in 200% effort instead of 100% I get the task done um, I do well because I put in a ton of extra effort, even though I did it late or um, not as early as I could have done it. So I end up getting a good result. And that kind of reinforces my brain into thinking that this lack of self-control is okay because it gets me by. But that's wrong. It's not the optimal situation. Um, but because the ending always kind of works out, I keep doing it. And I think that's a huge portion of why 
we don't really fix our self-control issues because in the end, the consequences aren't that devastating, at least not at this age. Okay, like the most devastating thing that could happen if you procrastinate is you get a bad grade or a missing on an assignment, which definitely isn't pleasant, but it's not earth shattering. But I think the older you get, the more severe the consequences of a lack of self-control can get. If you don't have self-control at your job and you do something wrong, you can get fired. There goes your source of income and basically your whole life is in jeopardy now. So I think as teenagers, it's difficult to learn self-control because there aren't like nothing too terrible is going to happen if you mess up on self-control. But it's really important to learn how to regulate yourself and your behavior at this age that you're able to do it when it actually matters. Really procrastination or time management. Like when I tell you bad is an understatement. It's terrible. And literally, I think um, the main reason for that is me and so me and Malata had this um, episode where we talked about guilty pleasures. Guys, my guilty pleasures is Netflix shows. So instead of doing my homework or doing whatever the case may be, I procrastinate, procrastinate, procrastinate. And I'm like, mm, I am doing too much thinking. I'm going to go watch my show. And once you literally like once you start a, an episode, for me, I have to finish it. And then you have that little temptation, little box after you finish the episode that says next episode in three, two, and you just can't help but click it sometimes. Yep. Yep. Exactly. You can't help but click that sometimes. And you know, that's okay. That's fine. But just like Malata said, our worst consequence nowadays could just be getting a bad grade. Now to older, uh, like older like maybe high school students this this might matter more if you um like with your gpa and everything you're more careful with it um so literally that's the amazing portrayal of how Milana said as you get older you might get affected more by that lack of self-control and literally alone as you get older in school you you have you have to care more you have to care more for the sake of your gpa for the sake of what you're going to do after high school you don't have to have it figured out obviously um, it's okay to have it figured out. I have no idea what I'm going to do. Um, all I know is I want to help people. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all I know I want to do. And that's fine to feel that way. But the, uh, Malata talking about her lack of self-control with time management is such a good idea on top of technology with this generation, because literally everyone struggles with it. Um, because one of the, also one of the main reasons is lack of motivation. And sometimes, you know, you yeah, can't find, a huge thing. Yeah. Sometimes you can't find that motivation. It's not as easily found. It's not something um you can literally like open up a water bottle and you can find it inside of it. It's it's not that kind of thing. You find your motivation in your own mind. And for example, Mulata was saying she realizes she like maybe didn't have she has like a burst of something in her brain. And she gives 200% effort. Sometimes that happens to me where I just randomly go, "Mm, I want to get a lot of work done right now. And I will sit on my desk and work for three hours and do really well in assignments. But does that happen often? No, it's literally random, random bursts of energy, random bursts of motivation. And I think being aware that your feeling or your motivation level or energy level fluctuates is something you need to realize nobody is going to be 100% motivated all the time like that's not possible 
Nobody's going to be 100% um, willing to do work at every single time of their day. Nobody's built that way. You know what I mean? Um, so having control over the amount of effort or like having control over knowing your limit and uh, you could push that once you know yourself, you know yourself, you know what you could reach. Um, and if you can, if you know you can push past your limit, go for it. Sometimes you have to push it even if you don't think it because you might surprise yourself. I surprise myself all the time. Um, I'll start on an assignment. It might take me like 20 minutes and like, mm, this was fun. Let me do another one. One of my favorite ones is literature. Once I get into my literature zone, I'm good. Like, I feel like once you get in the zone, like it's hard to break out of it. So you just kind of have to find that bubble. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah, I definitely see what you're saying with the bubble um, in terms of self-control. Um, you just need to find like an appropriate time and be in that mental health space in that mental space to just sit down and do some work. But I do also want to talk about, because for the first half of the segment, I feel like we're kind of talking about the pros of self-control and the positives of it. But I do also want to mention some of the negatives. So in terms of time management, like I said, I have horrific self-control, but um, I compensate for that by being too restrictive with my control about grades. So um, in my junior year of high school, I think I finished with like a 109.8 GPA. And I wish that I hadn't, which sounds really weird because it's a good grade. Um, I, I'm proud of the work that I've done, but I think about all the things that I missed out on that year, uh, like having fun with my friends, having just like social experiences, um, taking a break for myself. I think of all the things I missed out on. And I really wish that I was more lenient with myself and that I let that control about academic validation go a little bit. But I really was obsessed with maintaining this sense of control over my grades. Every time like I saw an A or an 100 come in, it would like reaffirm me and I would feel the need for even more of this control over my grades because I thought that having this control over my grades made me have control over myself and my life and I really liked feeling that sense of control because it made me feel like I knew where I was going and what I was doing um but now I I do think that it was way too much control and I think that's the negative side of self-control we could take it to an extreme um, if we think about it, self-control is where a lot of disorders are born from. Uh, for example, eating disorders, anorexia and bulimia, those stem from places of self-control. Uh, wanting to feel in control of your weight and your food intake, um, that that's really problematic. And you know, at that point, when you want to restrict yourself to the point where you're neglecting your health, you're neglecting your mental well-being, you're neglecting your social life, I think that's the point where self-control starts to become nefarious. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Um, like you said, like maybe your obsession with self-control. Um, I I know our main topic is self-control, but a lot of people do struggle with the same thing, except it's not it's not their own control. It's somebody else controlling them. Like, for example, a lot of people might have parents that are just the same amount of, of obsessive of grades like you. And that, blah, blah, blah. I'm like jumbling my words now. 
So for example, if my parents um, want straight A's all the time, they get upset with me. They're disappointed if I get like an 89.5. That slight, that insane obsession over grades with constantly checking, with constantly um, making sure you're on like the right track for school, that affects your self-control like on another level. And let me tell you what, it's not like, it's not the sense that you have lost your control. It's the idea that you are going to become used to someone else controlling you, that you're going to forget that you actually have control over what you get to do. I don't know if that it made sense, but I'm going to try and explain it. So if my parents are constantly pushing me for my grades, constantly checking my grade book every single day. Once I go to school and I might not do good on a test and I get that grade in my hand, the first thing I'm going to think about is how my, my parents are going to react. And that might not be the best thing for my mental health because that's the one, like it doesn't even matter that I did bad on the quiz to me or that this might like affect my grade heavily. It's just the fact that how is how are my parents going to react to when they see this because they expect so much out of me. And that control, that hold that they have on you is sometimes so degrading because I would feel the need to constantly do good and I would fear how the reaction um, to, okay, I did this bad and I know they don't like this, but I don't want to see the reaction to what they're going to do and that takes a toll on my self-control because it's not even about me anymore it's like I don't want to say puppet but that's like for, for lack of better words it's like a puppet situation someone else ha I, I, I don't know if anybody can tell but I really like using visuals because that's how I learn I learn visually but in this case it's kind of like a puppet a puppet, puppets don't have their own control. It's someone else controlling them, obviously. They don't have a mind of their own. It's someone else. And once that plays out, I think that amount of no self-control also, I know we talk about too much self-control, no self-control, we mentioned it before, not a good thing. Especially if you have someone else taking over and creating their like your idea of self-control is relied so heavily on their idea of what control looks like yeah I, I don't I don't know what just came out my mouth but it's just random spurts and I think that's the only way I could phrase it but um like Mulata was saying we have the pros to self-control but sometimes too much of it can be a bad thing so What's another example? Too much self-control. What do I have too much control over? Some I would people... say like also too much self-control, like a negative example of that. Also like that bleeding into relationships, like toxic relationships. If you're a person that controls yourself too much, chances are you're also going to control other people a little bit too much. And that is a big problem. Like you mentioned the example with the parents. Um, the parents have this need for control where they want their child's life to be perfect. But really, it stems from the parent. Uh, the parent wants to feel the sense of control over their child. And they're looking for this control 
to such an extreme point where it's bleeding into their child's life. And like you use the term puppet, like the kid kind of becomes a puppet. So the kid kind of like learns that behavior. And then the kid starts maybe controlling other kids, controlling their significant other. And it becomes a really toxic cycle of behavior. Yeah, the something really, really interesting I really wanted to mention. Um, Milana was saying like, once you see something or once you experience something and it happens often, you start to subconsciously act that way so I watched this video um it was a um a man he had like a doll like those punching bag dolls I don't know what they're called but he basically had like four kids line up um behind a window and they were watching him he was in a a game room like a toy room it was filled with a bunch of toys for little kids and there was this one like doll bag that he just kept aggressively punching Bobo, is that what it's called? You know what I'm talking about? Bobo doll experiment. Yes, it's the Bobo doll experiment. I also took AP Psych. It's the Bobo doll experiment. Mm-hmm. Continue. Yeah. So he basically, for those who don't know, he was he started punching this bag up, and the four kids that had watched um, this man do it, as soon as they had walked into the room one by one, they immediately resorted to that doll and did the same exact aggressive movements he had did sometimes they would even exceed that and go even more aggressive and then they had like four other kids or like a couple other kids that didn't watch the man they came in and they were playing with random toys in the room and let me explain the significance really quickly mulata was saying once you just like i mentioned earlier and mulata mentioned once you witness something or once you live through something and experience it you start to do it and it it might not be intentional it's just something you do and you don't you might not know what's right or wrong you just do it and especially for little kids so for example this idea of toxic relationships once you get so used to how like how you're being treated you're going to think being treated like that is normal and you're going to expect it and you're not going to realize that it's wrong unless somebody comes and tells you and this idea of being controlled if you're being controlled, you might not like it. And then sometimes you might start acting, you might start like to act controlling because you like the person you were with is rubbing off on you. You start to act more like them. And that becomes a huge problem because we don't know. We sometimes we might form into people or form into things that we hated being around. And that has um, a role in the um what's it called in in self-control because sometimes you might see it and self-control plays a part because you have to once again this idea of self-awareness you have to be aware of who you are separate from who you surround yourself with separate from whatever um you have went through sometimes it might be harder because you don't realize it just like the bobo doll experiment they didn't realize they saw it they're little kids they don't know right from wrong they saw it and they went with it. They don't know what it meant, but they immediately resorted towards the the doll, the Bobo doll. Um, that's, I don't know, that's the first thing I thought of when Milada was saying, like, you get used to being in toxic relationships or you like being controlled or, I mean, you like being controlling or whatever. That's what I thought of. It's kind of funny how you knew what I was talking about. I literally saw this video, like, last week. Yeah, it's a very cool um, set of experiments. If anyone wants to check that out, it's Albert Banduras, Bobo Doll Experiment. So definitely check that out. Um, we do have three minutes, so I think we should start wrapping up. Uh, Yasmin, final thoughts? I have none. Do you want to do the outro? Sure. sure. I will. Malata 
just like she did just like she did it for the first episode i'm gonna let her wrap up our content because she does it so well Now I'm feeling the pressure, but I'm going to try to do a little bit of a speed run. Okay. So in this episode, we talked about self-control. We talked about the positives of self-control, which is that we need it to function in society properly. We need it to fulfill our roles as student and professional properly. But we also address some of the negatives of self-control, meaning being too restrictive in your life and letting that bleed into your relationships. So what we want you to walk away with here is that... Just like anything else, self-control is healthy in moderate doses, but sometimes it's also perfectly good and normal and acceptable and healthy to let go and do what you enjoy. Right. Very good. Very, very voluminous. Make sure before, <clears throat> this is my piece of advice, but before or if you have a certain temptation that you might think you need help with, you can sit there. You're One, you're already aware of the problem. Sit there and ask yourself, is this part of the plan? Is this going to lead me to my end goal? Is this where I want to be? Or is this who I am as a person? I think those are the questions um, that should be answered when it comes to self, self-control self and self-awareness. Um, but I think that wraps it up for this episode, for the, the last episode of our fall session. Um, special thank you for to Malata for being here. Um, very exciting. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for listening and we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.